Welcome to the We Serve podcast of government policy, real estate, and you. I'm Liz Recchia, Government Affairs Director for the We Serve Association of Realtors, and this is your quick update for today. Election day is over, but as counting continues, you may wish to check the results for Arizona for yourself. Go to www.weservegad.org. Click on the Election Results blog under Candidates and Elections, where you can find links to the Arizona Secretary of State website and the results for Arizona's statewide races. In the same blog post, you will find links to the election results website for Maricopa County, Pinal County, and Cochise County. Surprise! The City of Surprise is moving forward with its update of the Land Use Ordinance. These items describe housing product going forward. We serve sent out two surveys to our Surprise membership. Thank you to those of you who responded. Your responses changed some of the product conversations, leading to a broader selection of housing product for developers to choose from. You can go to www.weservegad.org to read the currently proposed updated language for narrow and small lot housing product. There are several upcoming public meetings. You may wish to attend either in person or virtually to let the Planning and Zoning Commission and the City Council note your thoughts. If you would like to attend the PNZ meeting, that will be on November 19th at 6 p.m. December 15th will be the City Council meeting. Both will be considering the final draft of this ordinance. In the blog post, I have incorporated a link to the entire land use ordinance update and the specific language changes being considered for narrow and small lots. ADOT. As you can see as you drive the valley and Pinal, ADOT has a lot of ongoing projects. One upcoming project is the intersection of Grand Avenue, 35th Avenue, and Indian School Road. You can see the project proposals at www.weservegad.org. Click on Transportation. Eloy. The City of Eloy hosted a tour of available buildings for purchase in their downtown area on November 6th. If you missed the day, you can still find the information by contacting the City of Eloy and the Eloy Chamber of Commerce. Go to www.weservegad.org. Click on Eloy Economic Development and Business Opportunities to find contact information. LIBOR. We've discussed this before, but it bears reminding. The LIBOR is going away in 2021. If you or your clients have adjustable rate loans tied to the LIBOR, now is the time to renegotiate to a new index. Last year, I wrote a blog post with links to the fallback language that should be in all new arms, the rate committee, and the transition plan with more information. Be aware, during COVID-19, there has been an increasing number of loans being indexed to the LIBOR. Your clients may be unaware of the upcoming LIBOR changes, so give them a link to the blog post so they can read, learn, and decide what their best action should be. City of Glendale Rental Property Owner Assistance Grants Don't forget, the City of Glendale is providing grant assistance to Glendale rental property owners. Go to www.weservegad.org to read the blog post with links to the program details. 
Applications are due no later than November 15th. Fair Housing, Disparate Impact, and ADA Besides confusing landlords and tenants, the government response to COVID-19 has also confused the rules to follow to comply with fair housing, ADA, and disparate impact. Realtors have noticeably become confused as common courtesy and CDC guidelines surrounding contagious disease can sometimes bring conflict with other government guidelines and laws. NAR and AR have resources you can access to help clarify this confusion. In addition, Bruna Padrini and Alexis Glasscock of Fenimore Craig visited Weimar in 2018 to help clarify the basic laws and rules surrounding fair housing, ADA, and disparate impact. We have broken this three-hour event into discrete one-hour videos for easy reference. You can access all three one-hour discussions at www.weservegad.org. Click on Videos. Idle Loan and PUA Fraud Along with the delays and confusion in PPP loans and forgiveness, idle loans and grants, and PUA, there's a large amount of fraud, and you don't need to have applied or received any of these to be a potential victim of fraud. Here is the most frequently seen fraud from our members. PUA. This is the unemployment insurance for self-employed people. This is a federal program managed by the states. Since this program has never existed before, states had to create the program processes from scratch. Increasingly in Arizona, self-employed people who never applied for PUA are finding debit cards from the Arizona Department of Economic Security in their mailbox. If this happens to you, report the incident to the Arizona Department of Economic Security. They have a link to report fraud on the front page of their website. Idle Loans and Grants As you may remember, the idle loans are disaster relief loans and have been around for quite a long time. The idle grants were new. Businesses had to apply for an idle loan in order to access the idle grant. Now, business owners are receiving forbearance notices on idle loans they never took out. Here is how the scheme seems to be working. A small business applied for the idle loan grant, accepted the grant, but declined the loan. The business owner receives an email that looks like it was sent from the SBA asking if they wish to take out the idle loan. When the business owner responds no, then the fraud occurs. The fraudster sets up a bank account at a bank, applies for the loan at SBA, SBA funds the loan, and the first indication the business owner has is when they receive the forbearance notice. There are a slew of questions, beginning with, how did the bank open an account for a business without all the normal paperwork, the LLC, the corporation docs, without the TIN, without the business owner's signature, etc.? And why did SBA fund a loan without confirming who asked for the funds? There aren't a lot of things you can do, but do check your SBA account often and do check your credit report to find accounts and loans you did not request. Do notify the SBA and the bank if you receive this kind of notice and take other precautions. SBA has a fraud website where you can read more about idle loan fraud and reporting it. COVID-19 eviction moratoriums. 
While the governor's executive order on residential rental eviction moratorium is now expired, the CDC eviction moratorium is still in place to December 31st. Because there has been so much confusion surrounding the CDC rules nationwide, the CDC recently released an FAQ. The FAQ attempts to clarify that a tenant must provide the tenant declaration form to the landlord. Landlords do not have to inform tenants of this form. Landlords can start eviction proceedings as long as the eviction does not occur during the time period of the order. Tenants still owe past due rent, fees, and penalties. And landlords may still evict someone for reasons other than non-payment of rent, such as criminal activity, violating other provisions of the rental agreement, posing a danger to others, and other actions. Tenants and landlords would be wise to consult with a legal expert before taking action. Judge Wismer of the Arrowhead Justice Court provided guidance on the court processes on the September 8th podcast. I also have links to the CDC, Maricopa County Courts, and other legal resources. I'm Liz Reckia. Thanks for joining me today. Our last West Valley Government Affairs Advisory Council meeting was October 22nd. Our guests were from Luke Air Force Base. If you were unable to join us for the meeting, you will still be able to watch the video in a few weeks. Watch WeServeGAD.org for the posting of the video. We Serve GAD, advocating for private property rights, the right to private contract, and your business. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.